Hi, my name is Oscar Rojas. I'm a master student at Dr. Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory. And today I will have the pleasure to talk about phosphorus and amino acid digestibility in fermented and conventional soybean meal FEV2Way Olympics. For the outline of my presentation, I will start with the introduction and then I will move on to the first and the second experiments, which are phosphorus digestibility and amino acid digestibility, and finally some conclusions and the implication of this research. As part of my introduction, later on I will explain how phosphorus is present in conventional soybean meal and how phytin concentration and microbial phytase have an effect in the digestibility of phosphorus. Fermentation of conventional soybean meal is an important process and the main reason of this is because young pigs cannot tolerate conventional soybean meal due to the presence of antinutritional factors in conventional soybean meal which have a negative effect in the digestion and absorption of nutrients. And that's why we use fish meal in whaling pigs diets. However, fermentation of conventional soybean meal may remove these antinutritional factors. At this point, I would like to mention that fermented soybean meal is produced now in US and is also available in the market right now. Most of the phosphorus in conventional soybean meal is born in the phytate molecule. The phytate bone phosphorus is not available for the pigs because the pigs have a limited endogenous phytase activity and therefore phytate bone phosphorus is excreted in the feces, which may contribute to environmental problems. However, when we add phytase enzyme, which is the one that hydrolyzes the phytate bone phosphorus that is in the phytate molecule, and the result of the addition of this phytase is going to be an increase in the digestibility of phosphorus. So, however, we don't know exactly what happened when conventional soybean meal is fermented. Perhaps we can say that fermentation of conventional soybean meal may result in hydrolysis of phytate and release the phosphorus. So our hypothesis here is that fermentation can break these phytate bonds and therefore increase the digestibility of phosphorus. In this slide, I'm going to explain briefly how is the fermentation of conventional soybean meal. We start again with the conventional soybean meal that is a byproduct of the production of soybean oil. This conventional soybean meal is going to be soaked and then cooked and then inoculated with Aspergillus oryzae and Bacillus subtilis to produce fermented soybean meal. In this slide, I'm going to show you what is the composition of fermented and conventional soybean meal. For crude protein, it's a slightly higher in fermented soybean meal, which is 55.5% and in conventional soybean meal is 47.2%. When we look at dry matter, it's slightly higher too in fermented soybean meal, 90.8%, and in conventional soybean meal, just 88%. When we look at ether extract, it's around the same value, 1.4% in both sources, and ash and lysine is slightly higher in fermented soybean meal than conventional soybean meal. So what is the distribution of phosphorus in fermented and conventional soybean meal? The total phosphorus in fermented soybean meal is 0.78 versus 0.66 in conventional soybean meal. Remember that I mentioned before that the two forms of phosphorus are phytate bone phosphorus and non-phytate phosphorus. The phytate bone phosphorus in fermented soybean meal is 0.39 
an unconventional soybean mule is 0.43. When we look at non-phytic phosphorus, is 0.39 in fermented soybean mule and 0.23 in conventional soybean mule. This means that 50% of the total phosphorus is phytic bone phosphorus in fermented soybean mule and the other 50% is non-phytic phosphorus in fermented soybean mule. In the case of conventional soybean mule, 64.5 is phytic bone phosphorus and 35.5% is not phytic phosphorus. So maybe at this point we can start thinking that fermentation can have an effect in the concentration of phytic bone phosphorus in conventional soybean mule. So let's move on to the first experiment. The objective of this experiment was to test the hypothesis that the STTD of phosphorus in fermented soybean meal is greater than in conventional soybean meal. In these experiments, we used 30 barrels with initial body weight around 14 kilograms. They were put in metabolism cages and they were allowed in a randomized complete block designs with five diets. We used six pigs per treatment and feces samples were collected after five days adaptation period. So how we calculate the ATTD and STTD? ATTD is calculated by simply subtracting the output phosphorus from the intake phosphorus and then divided for the phosphorus intake. When we calculate STTD, it's basically just correct ATTD values by the basal endogenous phosphorus losses. This means that we subtract the basal endogenous losses from the phosphorus output and then we subtract the phosphorus intake and then divide it by the phosphorus intake. So what are the composition of the experimental diets? We formulate two fermented soybean meal diets, one without phytase and the other one with phytase, and we include fermented soybean meal at 47% in the first and the second diet. We also formulate two conventional soybean meal diets, one without phytase and the other one with phytase, and we include conventional soybean meal at 50% in the third and a fourth diet. In addition of these four diets, we formulate a phosphorus-free diet to measure the basal endogenous phosphorus losses. These data were analyzed as a 2 by 2 factorial and we used the ProcMix procedure, the FixFX were the sources of soybean meal, phytase and the interaction between conventional soybean meal and phytase, and the random effect was the replicate. So let's move on into the results. So just take a minute to set up this slide. In the y-axis, we have the digestibility in percent, and in the x-axis, we have on the left, the fermented soybean meal, and on the right, the conventional soybean meal. The red bar represents without phytase, and the blue bar represents with phytase. The STTD of phosphorus were greater when phytate was used than if not phytic was included in the diets, regardless of the source of soybean meal. The increase in STTD when phytic was used was however greater for conventional soybean meal than for fermented soybean meal. The reason of this observation may be that the amount of phytic bone phosphorus is greater in conventional soybean meal than in fermented soybean meal, and therefore phytase hydrolyzed more phytate in conventional soybean meal 
that in fermented soybean milk and increased the digestibility of phosphorus. The digestibility of phosphorus was greater in fermented soybean meal than in conventional soybean meal, and this observation is the result of the reduced concentration of phytate-bone phosphorus in fermented soybean meal compared with conventional soybean meal. So at this point, I would like to emphasize that fermentation did indeed reduce the amount the phytate-bone phosphorus and indeed increased the digestibility of phosphorus. However, you could get the same increase in conventional soybean meal but adding phytase to the diet. The conclusion for this experiment are the STTD of phosphorus is greater in fermented soybean meal than in conventional soybean meal if microbial phytate is not added to the diet. And if phytate is used, there is no difference in STTD of phosphorus between fermented soybean meal and conventional soybean meal. Let's move on to the second experiment. The objective of this experiment was to determine the standardized ileal digestibility of amino acids in fermented soybean meal and to compare these values to the values obtained for conventional soybean meal and fish meal. In these experiments, we use eight barrels with initial barrel weight around 10.4 kilograms. We formulate four diets and ileal digesta were collected for eight hours on day six and seven of each period. The experimental design was a repeated 4x4 Latin square with four periods and four diets. What are the composition of the experimental diet? We formulate three cornstarch-based diets and we include at the first diet fermented soybean meal at 30%, we include also conventional soybean meal in the second diet at 33% and fish meal in the third diet at 25%. In addition of these three diets, we formulate a nitrogen-free diet to calculate the basal amino acid endogenous losses. These data were analyzed uh, by ANOVA using the PROGMIX procedures. The fixed effect was the diet and the random effects were the pigs and the replicate. So let's move on into the results. When we look at SID of lysine, we didn't observe any significant difference among treatments. However, when we look at SID of methionine, we observe that in fermented soybean meal was greater than in conventional soybean meal and that in fish meal. When we look at the SID of trionine, we don't observe any significant difference among treatments. And when we look at the SID of tryptophan, we have the same pattern of lysine and trionine, no significant difference among treatments. In this slide, we are looking at digestible amino acids gram per kilogram. You can obtain these values when you multiply the amino acid concentration in the ingredient by the SID coefficient. We observe here that fish meal has greater digestible lysine, methionine, and threonine than fermented soybean meal and conventional soybean meal. And the reason of this observation is that fish meal has more lysine, methionine, and threonine concentration than in fermented soybean meal and conventional soybean meal. However, when we look at digestible tryptophan, it's greater in fermented soybean meal and in conventional soybean meal than in fish meal. And once again, 
is because fermented soybean meal and conventional soybean meal have greater tryptophan concentration than fish meal. So the conclusion for these experiments are the fermentation of conventional soybean meal does not reduce the amino acid digestibility and the SID of most amino acids is not different between fermented soybean meal and conventional soybean meal, but these values are greater than in fish meal. The implication of this research are that fermented soybean meal contains more digestible phosphorus than conventional soybean meal which reduce the need for inclusion of inorganic phosphorus in diets contain fermented soybean meal, and fermentation of conventional soybean meal does not affect the amino acid digestibility, and therefore fermented soybean meal can be used for diets fed to whaling pigs. So I would like to thank you for your attention, and I hope this information was useful, and if you want to know more about phosphorus and amino acid digestibility, you are more than welcome to watch the other presentation in our website.